Hello and welcome to the Relational Parents Podcast, where we get off autopilot and give thoughtful attention to how we interact with our children and relate to ourselves so that you can show up in your family as the best version of yourself with a lot more joy and ease. I'm your host, Teresa Puckett, and I'm thrilled you've joined us today. As a certified positive discipline parent educator, I lead workshops based on the positive discipline approach and philosophy. Those are documented in many books that have been authored and co-authored by Dr. Jane Nelson. As parents are going through these really powerful online workshops, it's very reinforcing for them also to be reading one of the positive discipline books. This podcast is part of a series that summarizes the key concepts of the original Positive Discipline book that started it all. Hello, I'm so excited to talk with you today about Chapter 10 in the Positive Discipline book by Dr. Jane Nelson. The chapter is entitled Personality, How Ours Affects Theirs. And so today we have three sections to this podcast. Surprise, surprise. Um, We're going to be talking about an overview of these personality priorities and why they're important to understand. Next, we're going to go into some detail, taking a, a bit of a closer look at each after I give you some clues so you can figure out what your primary personality priority is. And number three, uh, we're going to be talking about next steps. So now what? You know, now you have this bit of information. What next? So let's get started. Personality priorities. What are these? Well, you'll remember a few episodes back, we talked about our children's four mistaken goals of their misbehavior and the fact that those four different ways that they Uh, misbehave, were really done in order to meet their needs for belonging and significance. That's how they were getting those needs met. So the same can be said of personality priorities. They are really a set of four different generalized beliefs that result in a set of adult behaviors and they're, uh, the beliefs are formed in our childhood. Now that can be a podcast for another time, but essentially we all form some beliefs in childhood based on what we observe and we interpret things and we create these beliefs. So they're called personality priorities. Personality, because these Behaviors that we'll talk about show up in other parts of our life besides just parenting. They are one piece of the puzzle that is us. They're not our whole personality. They're a part of our personality. Priority, because they do describe some characteristics of our automatic go-to behavior, at least under certain conditions. So that's why we call them personality priorities. Now, personality priorities 
were created and, and defined and um, discovered, articulated by an Adlerian psychologist named Nira Kafir. So we are drawing on her work in that, in this podcast. So just the same way that children are not aware that they are looking for belonging and significance when they are in a power struggle, we are unaware as well of what our beliefs are that are driving our our personality priority and and the behaviors that we will exhibit that I'll get into as a part of our personality priority. So if we're not aware, then chances are we're not aware of some of the negative consequences of these behaviors as well. And so that is the one of the most important reasons why we want to understand these personality priorities because if we're unconscious of them, then we don't understand some of the things that we are doing that can be having negative effects on our children and our relationships with our children, right? These things can be creating distance in our relationship. And so we want to be aware of it so we can decide if we want to make modifications and what modifications we can make. Another reason to become conscious of these lifestyle, these uh, personality priorities is because, you know, like anything, they have some upsides associated with them. Each one of them has an upside, a set of upsides, and each one of them has a set of downsides. And so when we start to become more conscious of these behaviors, we can enhance the upsides and we can hedge against or um, really reduce the downsides and we can kind of counteract the downsides. So those are some reasons why it's important to understand this work and, uh, and delve in. Okay, section two, what are these personality priorities? Let's take a closer look at each one, the upsides, the downsides, a couple of tools from a parenting perspective that we might be able to use um, for each one. But first, to make it real and to make it count for you, I'm going to help you figure out what your primary personality priority is. So to do that, I'm going to read you four sets of things. Now, if you like if you like liver, I apologize, but my metaphor here is how would you like your liver prepared? Because none of these four sets of things is wanted. You won't want any one of them. In fact, if you can only give away one, we are that's your task is to figure out which one you detest the most that you would most want to get rid of. So I'm going to read you these four sets of things. Ready? So number one, tension, emotional and physical pain, stress, and expectations. Well, that sounds great, right? So so think about those versus set two, humiliation, criticism, embarrassment, and the unexpected. So 
if you could only give away one, right, which one would it be? But I have two more sets for you. So set three is rejection, abandonment, hassles, and lack of appreciation. Okay. Last set, set four, meaninglessness, stupidity, and worthlessness. Now, it might be that you need to, you know, kind of rewind, write these down, and really consider which one of these sets, if you could only give away one and you had to live with the other three sets, which one would be the one that you would give away? Okay, so... Those four sets of unwanted things correspond to the four personality priorities. And in order, they are comfort, control, pleasing, and superiority. And I'm going to read you from, uh, from Jane Nelson's book here. She says, personality priorities are developed... When children perceive their world, make decisions about it, and come to some basic conclusions. So in other words, they are interpreting what they see in front of them for every single human. For our first seven years of life, that's pretty much all we were doing. We were observing and creating whatever meaning, making meaning out of everything that we saw. We still did that a little bit um, after age seven, but up to age seven, that's pretty much all we were doing. Um, so she gives also some great examples, you know, one observation can result in a number of different conclusions. So for example, I'm little, others are big, therefore I must get others to take care of me. That's the comfort personality priority. I'm little, others are big, therefore I must maintain control of myself and situations so I don't feel embarrassed or humiliated. That is the control personality priority. I'm little, others are big. Therefore, I must please others so I will be appreciated and loved. That's the pleasing personality priority. I'm little, others are big. Therefore, I must try harder to catch up and do even better. That last one was the superiority personality priority. Now, none of these personality priorities are better than others. There is no judgment associated with any of these um intrinsically, you know, we might each have our own judgments about them, but there's no judgment um, about those, you know, from a, from a theoretical perspective. It's just when we become more aware, we can do more with that information. So now I'll go through each one of the personality priorities and just give um, a little bit, again, from the book. And if you're if you have the book, I'm actually on page 245. There's a wonderful table that says how the priorities might influence parenting. So for each priority, I'm going to talk about possible upsides in terms of parenting 
and then possible downsides. And then I'm just going to highlight one or two tools that um, a parent with each one of those priorities really might be able to leverage within positive discipline to, uh, to minimize the downside. Okay, so we'll start with comfort. So the upsides for comfort, if comfort is your uh, primary personality priority, is that you are probably modeling for children the benefits of being easygoing, of being flexible, diplomatic, and enjoying life's simple pleasures. And that's fantastic. On the flip side, the possible downsides might be permissiveness, which might invite children to become more entitled and demanding. And even, you know, in an extreme, they might uh, become, quote, spoiled. Um, So more, it says more interest in comfort than the needs of the situation. So you're going to maybe sacrifice what the needs of a situation are in order to remain comfortable um, and that is the uh, that's the downside. Could be a downside that you can, with awareness, um, really prepare against and uh, and hedge your bets on. So, a couple of tools that would be really helpful for a parent with this priority would be creating routines. And so, when you create routines, routines can be the structure that is needed for the situation, whether the situation is getting up and out to school in the morning or getting ready for bed and going to bed on time so that you don't have to, you know, have the weight of those decisions. It's, there's a routine and, you know, we've got something for that. There's a a routine chart. Um, Another thing would be to commit to allowing children to experience the natural consequences of their choices, such as, and when we say natural consequences, I know we just talked about this in a recent episode, but those are the consequences that will happen without your intervention. So those are not logical consequences that you've determined. Those are without your intervention. So for example, your child forgets their lunch at home. Well, instead of you know rushing off to make them feel comfortable, um, you could go about your day and what you had planned and let them experience the natural consequence of that, which is that they don't have their lunch. Now they might go hungry. They might borrow money and get resourceful. They, um, some, a friend might give them some food, but their natural consequence is that they don't have the lunch that was intended for them. Okay. So personality priority control on the upside you might teach your children organizational skills, also some leadership skills and persistence, assertiveness, respect for order, and you might be teaching them also time management skills if your priority is control. So you flip that around and every front side has a back side, right? So the back side to hedge against is rigidity and being controlling. Surprise, surprise. Um, What this might invite in terms of the child's behavior is rebellion and, um, and a power struggle, frankly. So 
so that's um, it's really important to understand our part in that in our child's misbehavior. So, um, so if that's your personality priority, then a couple of tools that can help are offering choices to your kids. So giving them control that's appropriate for their age and for the situation. They're not, of course, going to be, um, you're not going to be asking them to uh, make adult level decisions, but offering them choices. And if it's two choices, which is generally recommended, make sure that you're okay with both of those choices. Um, so there's some internal work sometimes to do. And then also we want to make sure that we're not going to be steering them towards one of those choices. Um, another great tool is asking curiosity questions. So instead of telling them how it is, asking them open-ended questions, you know, how did that feel? What were you trying to do? Things like that. And always, of course, with an open energy. Okay. Number three, pleasing. On the upside, if your priority is pleasing, you may be helping your children learn how to be friendly, considerate, uh, peacemaking qualities. Maybe you do a lot of volunteerism, so making contributions, and potentially even champions of underdogs. On the liability side and the downside, uh, you might be becoming a doormat for your kids, working on you know pleasing them, pleasing them, and at some point, it gets to a point where most of us will start keeping score and be like, okay, well, you know, now you owe me since I did all of that for you. All I'm asking you to do is a small thing. And those kinds of dynamics can invite resentment for sure. And, you know, she, um, it, it says down here, even depression, I think I see more often that those, um, those invite resentment, but could be depression too. So some tools, having faith in children to solve their own problems is a big tool. And it's something that we, uh, we internally cultivate that, that faith and we can start small so that it's not as risky faith in letting them solve their own problems so that, um, we don't have to get in there and, and please them. Let them develop their problem-solving muscles, right? Um, also, another tool is emotional honesty and being honest with what our needs are so that we don't give, 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 and then make a small demand in comparison to everything we were giving, which invites that resentment, rather to... Um, to demonstrate emotional honesty and to, uh, to just be honest with ourselves and with them about what we need. Okay. Superiority. If superiority is your personality priority on the upside, in terms of parenting, you are likely modeling success and achievement and teaching children to assess quality and motivate them to excellence. On the downside, flipping that around, oftentimes parents with this priority can lecture, preach, and expect too much, just have too high of expectations, which that in turn can 
evoke feelings of inadequacy in our children, a failure to measure up to mom or dad's high expectations, and also a tendency to see things in terms of right or wrong, black and white, instead of seeing possibilities. Okay, so tools, if that is your personality priority, some tools that you can use are, <laughs> this is easier said than done, but you can uh, you can create even a little internal competition with yourself because if superiority is your priority, uh, you're, you're likely a competitive person, either with others or with yourself. So letting go of the need to be right. If you can make that an internal competition, then it's almost like you are, you're leveraging the upside to get rid of the downside, letting go of that need to be right. If you can observe yourself, letting go and be like, yes, I let my kid have the last word. I let go of that need to be right. Then you win silently <laughs> um, and you let your, your child um, have the last word or whatever that is. Another tool is using using tools to get into your child's world and support their needs and goals. So I will take this down to um, a very basic level and just say listening, really listening and using your ears more than your mouth. Um, and I can really speak to this because this is my um, my personality priority. And this is the one that I need to work on. So really listening, getting into their world using a variety of tools, but listening is a great one. There are some other really great ones in positive discipline as well. Okay. Number three, next steps. Now what? Now we have a a much better understanding of each of the personality priorities. You might even know what your primary one is. Um, but it's very, very likely, even if you're not sure what yours is, you probably have a great idea about what your partner's is or what your sister's is or your brother or your friend, whatever it is. You, It's easier to see these in others than it is in ourselves. So now what does not look like? Oh, honey, now I get it. I just listened to this podcast and your personality priority is superiority. Will you just stop lecturing the kids and telling us all what's right and, you know, blah, 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 blah. That is not a great use of this information. Um, it's, It's everyone's own work to do. You can certainly share the podcast. You can share um, insights that you've had about yourself. But the highest and best use of this information is as a mirror to use it to look at yourself and understand yourself better. It's one aspect of you. So to shine that light of awareness so that you can really begin to observe yourself differently. And I'm just going to say, um, just because you have this insight and you have this knowing if you know what your primary priority is, that's just a knowing. That's only knowledge. It only lives in your brain. And it is a 
much more challenging road to put this into practice. And if you commit and if you do say, hey, yeah, I do want to take the next step with this, the next step very likely will be, you know, two hours after you lecture your kid, you go, oh my gosh, that's exactly what that was. It was about me and I was... I was being so controlling with how I had them, you know, how I showed them how to put the dishes in the dishwasher or blah, 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 whatever it is. A lot of times it takes a while before we can start noticing things while we're doing them. We'll notice it after the fact. And that's okay. You have this awareness now. It's fantastic. That's a great first step. So that's how it starts out. So what, what after that, though, you do have some choices. Now, you can, um, you can just go with like, hey, that was really interesting. That's knowledge. I'm not going to change anything about myself. I really, I don't mind that controlling part of myself. And, you know, my kids are fine and everything is good. And that's, a, that's okay. That is a choice that it is absolutely your prerogative to make. I think most of the parents who are going to be attracted to this podcast and to um, doing work with me, that's probably not the choice that's most attractive to you. So I'm going to put a few other things out there. You certainly can, and I encourage you to read the Positive Discipline book. You can either, you know, there's, of course, um, electronic options. There's paper copy I mentioned before that Jane Nelson herself reads the book on Audible, on the the audio version. So any one of those is a great option. And this is chapter 10. I I may do some deeper dive podcasts into each of the four primary uh, personality priorities. But um, until then, you can also... You can also take one more step and enroll in a relational parents course where you will experience more of what it's like to be your child and what it's like to be a child and, and kind of re-experience that. Um, that's a lot of what we do. Not all, but it's um, certainly a significant part of what we do in the courses. And that experience is a deeper level than knowledge. And that really can help you to strengthen your commitment to keep going and keep progressing and to keep changing how you show up and your part in the current dynamic between you and your child. Also, if you would like a one-page PDF that explains a little bit about each one of these personality priorities, please send an email to support at relationalparents.org. There are also other PDFs that are out there through Positive Discipline. It's just that I've, I've found several and I'm going to combine the what I regard as the best of those several into uh, one that's my favorite. And uh, I'm not making any of these up. So it's, uh, it's definitely from positive discipline based on the work of, uh, of Nira Kafir. So I definitely invite you to uh, drop an email and we'll get that out to you.
I am such a big fan of personal development. This is one of my, uh, probably one of my favorite podcast episodes because it's all about that. So today we did an overview of the personality priorities. We talked about why they're important to understand. I helped you make, I hope, some progress in what your own primary priority is. And we took a closer look at the upsides and downsides of each. And we talked about next steps. So I look forward to being with you on future podcasts. I wish you a fantastic rest of your day. Bye for now. you like to interact with other like-minded parents? Maybe ask them or me a question about your child? If so, join the growing community of relational parents at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash relational parents.